Welcome to Accelerate OC, the only show focused on the people leading innovation in Orange County. Join our host, Carrie Ransom, and his conversations with the trendsetters, entrepreneurs, investors, and leaders here, because it's time to Accelerate OC. Good morning. Welcome to Accelerate OC. I'm Carrie Ransom, and Happy New Year. This is our first show of 2020, the new year, the new decade, and I could not be more excited to be back in the studio. And uh, thanks to our engineer, Paul, for making me and my guests always sound so good. Today's episode is sponsored by the Orange County Startup Council, who's uh, been stood up and led by my friend Scott Fox. And the Orange County Startup Council is the best online resource we, we really have here for all things startup in Orange County. You can find great Orange County companies, partners, events, and even talent. Just go to ocstartups.org. So my first guest, I couldn't be more excited to have Ike here. Uh, I'm really, really uh, fired up. We've, we've developed, I think, a good friendship over the last couple years, and I love his story. He's got so much wisdom, and as he, he says, he's... You know, already in the middle of building his company, he's ready to start giving back to others, even while he's still learning and growing. And he's just one of these people that I met early on and said, "This guy has a huge ceiling. He's going to continue to grow. He's going to continue to flourish, and he's going to build a really big company here in Orange County." This is a guy I want to know, and I want to see how I can help in in whatever way possible. So, before we get to hear from Ike, and, and we'll talk about his philosophy around leadership and especially his current company, Episoft, and how he got to that. Let me give you a quick intro to him. So as I mentioned, he's the founder and CEO of a company here called Episoft, and it's a software company that he founded about 10 years ago here in Orange County, and they have built the very first document capture platform for the cloud and have companies all over the world as customers and they focus in mainly in areas of automated data entry, compliance, and document processing. Before that, he was a senior technical architect and professional services manager at another longtime software company here called Cofax. And he has some great stories about how he leveraged that to really get some of the early folks and leaders into FSOFT. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that today. He is a technologist through and through, and has from that foundation really committed. Uh, and this is what I saw in him: you know, this commitment to growth personally as an entrepreneur, as a CEO, as a people leader. And I really, really admire that because often when we develop a, a core expertise, we we stay in that comfort zone. And I see in Ike a, a person who has really continued to stretch and, and push himself. Uh, in a number of, of areas, and, and I greatly admire that. He he epitomizes the, the modern entrepreneur and leader. He's got great passion, and I think he also represents what the future company leaders uh, in this country, in this world, are going to be, in that I, I see somebody who deeply cares about all the constituents around a company. He is not just solely focused on shareholders, and you know, I think he represents what the Business Roundtable came out last year and said, we need to really reorient the purpose of a business and that there are multiple stakeholders, customers, employees, 
the broader community in which we operate, as well as investors. And I think, you know, we'll try and talk a little bit more about that today as well. Not surprisingly, Ike's won a bunch of awards, as is his company. They've been a high-tech innovation award winner. They've won best place to work and top workplace several times over the years. And he was an Entrepreneur of the Year, ENY Entrepreneur of the Year finalist this past year. And Epsoft has even been on the Inc. 500 list of the fastest growing companies as well. He's a super busy guy. He's traveling all over the world. So I feel really fortunate that we were able to align calendars and get him here on Accelerate OC. It's great to have you here today. I uh, Thank you so much. So much pleasure to be here. I'm so excited. Awesome. Well, let's get to the starting line. Um, introduce the audience to Episoft and really how it came to become a startup company that you decided to pursue. You want the long version? Sure. <laughs> We've got time. This company, Kofax, for a while. And uh, one day they decided that, you know, everything is invented in this space. And the, the only way to grow that company was to buy other companies and start selling their products and create a portfolio of mm-hmm. products that they can sell. The idea of the, you know, everything is invented um, just didn't jive with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just doesn't doesn't compute mm-hmm. um, with me. It's, it's a never-ending journey. Right. It's our job to look at the technological advancements and where the society is and then how we can actually merge those two together to, to build products and keep innovating mm-hmm. in the space. So that's when I decided to leave because I, I didn't um, like those decisions sure. uh, made on, on top, at top. And I... I left one day. I, I had some plans on how to do it, and I, with my plans, I went to see some angel investors, um, VCs. Everybody said no. Like I, I probably got lots of no's. Hmm. Uh, but I think you, you come to a conclusion that if you want to do something, you have to find a way. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I end up bootstrapping the company, and what I. Just specifically what I did was, I didn't have any money. I had my credit cards. Mm -hmm. Um, I found a job as a freelancer. The the, the money I made here in the U.S. allowed me to hire four or five engineers in India Mm -hmm. uh, to do the product. And I went to my friends. My attorney gave me a few thousand dollars. That's, That's how it started. So that was almost 10 years ago. Yeah. And at what point in that early journey did you get a first customer where you said, okay, like, you, you know, what were, what were those, if it wasn't a customer, what were the early validation points where you, yeah, I got to keep going, like I'm on the, I'm on the right track? Sure. Um, I started um, in uh, March, April timeframe. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when I got my four engineers. Um, by the time... July came, I had a prototype. Mm-hmm. So I started calling people around. Um, people I knew, people um, and their friends, see, see if I can show the product. I got good feedback uh, and then keep keep going at it. You know, um, sales doesn't happen uh, on, on day one. That's right. Um, I got my first sale the year, That's 2010. Sure. Okay. $28,000, I remember exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that was my first customer. Um, and then got the second one in February, third one in March of 2011, grew from there. Yes. 
So you, you, I mean, I think this is a great story, right? You, you, you said, okay, I can, I can scratch together enough to get a prototype. Yeah. Built. Yeah. I mean, this, this is the way a lot of, of great startups uh, are efficiently begun in that you, you had something you could show then and at least was enough you could get feedback on and make some iterations mm-hmm. too. But that early signal, were there, were there things in that first prototype that really surprised you where you said, oh, I, I mean, we've got to totally change this or, or we... Like where where the customer feedback was surprising versus what you expected. There 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 are, there are so many, and I, I think it's not just the first few months. Mm-hmm. Um, in the past ten years, there's been a lot of surprises, and I think sure. I'm I'm one of those people that get excited about learning new skills and mm-hmm. experience new experiences. So I, I thrive on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but on those first times, you know, it starts with the development team. I got these. For developers, and and I I did the, I did some research. I found a company who can build a product and all that. They said, Ike, you need a project manager, you know, um, to to manage this. I said, No, I can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, after a month, it was a big disaster. I went back to them and said, Okay, I need a project <laughs> manager <laughs> on this one. That <clears throat> the <clears throat> I I knew exactly what to do with the product, um, uh, with the the. Uh, the response was better than I expected, um, and I think that was because a little bit we were different. You know, it is very hard sometimes. Some young entrepreneurs. I, I, this is what I. This is what I would advise. Everybody says you need to have a 10x better product, 10x better product. Mm-hmm. You can't do that in day one. Sometimes right. you know it's, it's almost impossible. In day it's one. almost almost yeah. impossible. That's right. Um, so, but but you can be different. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, different is is good, that's right. and, and that's what I did with FSF. I think we were different. We tried to solve the same customer problems in different ways, mm-hmm. that separated us, that created differentiation. Over time, we got ten x better and different. Mm-hmm. But you know, it doesn't have to be on day one. Sure, that's a, I think that is a great point because in in a lot of cases that ten x idea could keep you from even starting. Yes. Yeah. If you and, go, I just don't know how I'm going to get 10x. But you can you can definitely uh, have a 10x better vision that you can build toward. Absolutely. I, I think there are a lot of concepts that Silicon Valley is mm-hmm. um, influencing everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, in the Silicon Valley style, you have to have the 10x idea. You have to raise boatload of money. Yes. Um, to to hire the most expensive engineers to to build that 10x product, and then use the rest of the money for the marketing and sales to go capture mm-hmm. that market before anyone else has the idea, because your next door might raise 10 more million dollars mm-hmm. than you and then start executing the same idea, sure. right? Which is fine. It works well for many companies. I know a lot of entrepreneurs who, who made a, who built great businesses mm-hmm. but that's not the only way that's right right I think I think some entrepreneurs don't understand that you every company is unique every company is different you just have to find your own way how you want to build your business that's right I, I think that is so uh, enlightening and refreshing to hear in that there isn't there isn't a playbook there are absolutely 
better or worse decisions to make uh, along yeah. the way. Yes, yes. But to believe that there's one way to do things yeah. is yeah, is just a it's a, that's a, a just a really unhealthy place to start from, I think. I I call it hack your financing. You know, mm-hmm. um I work with a lot of developers, engineers, they mm-hmm. know how to hack the code, mm-hmm. hack the products. Sure. But, you know, sometimes you also need to hack the financing. For just sure. going um trying to find a VC on day 1 mm-hmm. is lazy. Do your study, do your work, and then and decide how you want to grow this company. And if that doesn't work, switch, sure. try again, and switch, that's try right. again. That's, that's, right. that's what entrepreneurs are all about. That's right. I, I think that's so great. And and what I feel like you're implying into that is, I mean, you you really have to be committed first and foremost to doing it. Yeah. And once you're committed to doing it, then you're going to be willing to to push through those other. It. And and there are some people that would say. I'm not committed unless there's money in the bank ready to pay me day one to do it. And, you know, I'm not I'm not here to judge that that's a, a bad approach, but there definitely is a group of people that are probably sure. minded that way versus somebody who says, I need to go do this. I'm going to go figure it out. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I'm in the middle of that right now with my my new venture, too, which is I, I felt called and compelled to go do it. And we're, we're figuring it out as we go. Yeah. You know, it, it there's. There are millions of ways to do it. Right. it um, I, I remember a story. Um, a, a professor um, at a, at a um, university had these four uh, people. Um, they had this idea. They asked if he, if he wants to invest. And he said, well, what you, what's your plan? He said, well, I don't know. You know. We might create a website. We might go find a job. You know, um, we'll figure it out. Um, he said, I'm not going to invest in you. Yeah. And then those Warby Parker guys uh, became billionaires, and mm-hmm. he missed out. Mm-hmm. So there's a million ways to, to right. do this. That's, right. That's a great story. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's pivot just a little bit here, but a good transition. So you went, you know, you talked about the early stage. You got a customer in your first year. Um, you you were hacking the funding of your company for several years mm-hmm. before you actually raised outside institutional capital. And I think Joe, who was your first investor, I don't um, know who Joe is, <laughs> uh, is the one who introduced us. So yes, I, yes. Uh, you know, I'm very grateful to him for even introducing us uh, a few years ago. So you raised a, a series A several years in talk, talk about, you know, did you along the way sort of pick your head up and talk to potential investors? Did you just say, I'm, things are, are going, we're going to keep going. And then there was a point at which, um, you, you sure. said, okay, maybe it's now time. Like wh- what was the, the sort of the funding, um, strategy along the way? Sure. Um, I did talk to a lot of VCs okay. along the way. Okay. Um, it just did not jive mm-hmm. with what we were doing, and the the VCs are very smart. They, mm-hmm. the, there is a reason they are VCs mm-hmm. because they are very smart, but they have their own agendas. Mm-hmm. It just didn't jive with mine at sure. the time. Mm-hmm. We were growing very fast. We didn't need the money um, in the early days for the first seven years, uh, as you said, Inc. Five Hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and, and as I was talking to investors. It was it was hard to connect with some of them. You know, I, I talked to some of the biggest ones in Silicon Valley. Um, they said, "Well, we we invest minimum fifty million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, um, are you the next Facebook? That's the only what we care." 
and you know our our returns are this and that and then we get this much return in in, in two years mm-hmm. that that just didn't jive at the time when when we hit about 12 million dollars um in in revenue uh, then i said okay we are past the point and i need a partner mm-hmm. so that can actually help me take there because um, I didn't know the challenges of growing company in the next corner and the corner after that. So I started looking for a special partner that fits to my uh, goals. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I found, uh, you know, Mercado Partners, Joe, mm-hmm. Joe Kaiser. They had experts in the, te- in the team, the human capital expert, marketing expert, sales mm-hmm. expert, so that they could become my advisors. Um, they are VCs. They are looking for the return on their money as well. So mm-hmm. um, sure. the, the, we are also aligned there at some point when the time is right. Uh, but it, it was a right mix at the time that I, I felt they can help me become um, the next generation CEO. Mm-hmm. Uh, to take the company because I have to be that person so that the company can get there faster. Sure, that's that's great, and thank you for sharing that. So let, let's go into the hood a little bit. You, you know, they've now been a partner with you for yes. uh, at least a couple of years. What what's changed uh, in the business during that time frame? I mean, has has it been that oh, really yeah. fuel on the fire that you were hoping for? Tremendously. Yeah. Um, I I think their first advice to me was um, to find the right generals. Um, you know, from the early days, I, I in, the, in the first seven years, I actually had a CEO. I wasn't the CEO. Mm-hmm. I, I brought in my boss's boss. This is boss, a great story, yes. Um, uh, from, from the previous company, because, because it wasn't about my ego. It was about building a great company. And, and he had skills that I didn't. He knew how to build teams, how to um, put together people. He knew the organizational um, challenges that, that we need to establish. I was a techie, uh, right? Mm-hmm. So for the first seven years, as he was the CEO, I was training in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when the when the VC Series A came, um, said okay, number one thing we need to do is to find my general so that I can actually relinquish my my duties mm-hmm. so that we can mm-hmm. start scale. I start to find these extraordinary people that you can't believe, care, care. Mm-hmm. These people have been with some companies who helped them grow from one billion to six billion. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been with startups. They've seen the struggles of, of a startup, how to scrape the, the mm-hmm. you know bottom sometimes mm-hmm. to, to make it happen. I have a CFO, um, CTO, um, human capital, marketing. Um, hopefully, I'll have my um, CRO uh, very soon. That was the first advice. I mm-hmm. think that's that gives the, the founder and CEO ability to rise up, mm-hmm. look at the forest rather than being in the forest, mm-hmm. and be the champion of the vision and then um, be clear about where do you want to take the company mm-hmm. while they execute and run the company. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, very, very good advice. I mean, one, one of the, the things I've heard described is, you know, as a CEO, as your company evolves and grows, ultimately the only three jobs that you probably retain as CEO are, and you've mentioned all those. Number one is maintaining and casting that vision. Mm -hmm. Two is making sure your company is properly capitalized. 
And yes. three is getting those people on the team, yeah. being that that recruiter, particularly of those generals yes. that need to help help you execute on that yeah. vision and everything else. Somebody else probably should be doing as you. That's evolve. right. So yes. you know the the fact that you just sort of naturally orient to that, I think, shows that that you have the ability to to really take this forward for. You're giving uh, me goosebumps. Now. Thank you. Yeah, working it's, on it's, it every day uh, because that's not. I, I and I I know a lot of of folks like you, as you know. I uh, have a lot of, of friends here and a lot of people I know. And not everybody orients that way. So, yeah. you know, I think just that your your you. natural understanding of that is is really powerful. Thank you. So you you mentioned that you brought in uh, a CEO, right? Mm-hmm. I, and I think that's one of the most compelling stories. Um, as uh, you know, and as, as a story, uh, you know, hopefully you share with other folks that as you're doing recruiting, because that's a that's a great part of the Episoft story, in my opinion, and rare. Um, because it, it shows a humility, it shows a, a growth. So, what was it that led you to that? It was your company. You were funding it. You didn't need to do that. Mm-hmm. What was it that led you to say, you know what? I need to bring in somebody because he could have just been an advisor. He could have just been yeah. uh, a friend of the company. But you brought him in. You paid him. You you know, I mean, like that's a that's a big step. And I'm I'm just really. Curious to hear you know, how what led you to to decide that that's it, the way I need to do this. It 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 wasn't hard because it's it's about the goals you you mm-hmm. set out right. the The goal was to build a great company, mm-hmm. um, a, a great company that can flourish new generation of leaders, mm-hmm. um, a company that can uh, provide good software uh, so that we can actually make their lives better and change the world that that's mm-hmm. that's the idea and mm-hmm. and when you look at it from that perspective say okay i can't do this alone mm-hmm. what are my strengths what are my weaknesses what type of people i need to surround myself to mm-hmm. complete the puzzle mm-hmm. right that's that's all that is and um and he was one of those puzzle pieces and i was one of the puzzle pieces and tried to find the other ones it, it's it's a it, startup um, is multidimensional, mm-hmm. so you have to look at these different uh, dimensions and, and know yourself where you are at that mm-hmm. stage, and see how you can bring other people in uh, uh, to play with you. Yeah, that's, that's great. So how how does that translate into the way you think about people and culture and leadership in the company today? Sure. Because there are going to be some people. You mentioned some of the generals that you brought in that have tremendous experience and there are going to be others that maybe they don't have the full experience and they mm-hmm. need to grow they need to learn so how, how are you thinking about the, that those puzzle pieces as sure. the company evolves sure the, um so i'll tell you a few, a few different ways one of them one is it's all about people yes no products you build are done by people it's sold by people the customers are serviced by people Everything is people. So it is very important to find the right people to fit the right culture. In the in the early days, it was just me. I didn't define, I didn't articulate what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few years back, um, we, we, we did it. As the entrepreneur, the, the, one of the best things is you get to decide what the culture is. Mm-hmm. And you have to be very authentic of yourself, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, there are great cultures out there, you know. 
from Google, Amazon, Facebook, Zappos, like, every, like great cultures. But those are the cultures of the entrepreneur who started that company. Mm-hmm. They decided how they want to work with other people towards a goal, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I, I created my own. Right, um, and that's also one of one of the things that I recommend to young entrepreneurs: be authentic, create your own, and mm-hmm. decide how you want to work with others, and that's your culture. Mm-hmm. So, the, my principles are, you know, um, we work together for a very long time. We spend most of our time together, mm-hmm. so we have to the jive. We have to align with our goals. Um, what makes us happy? One of the core values we have is we need to be builders and fixers Mm -hmm. that's what it says builders and fixers Mm -hmm. want it that's Mm -hmm. what we do we we build and then fix every day Mm -hmm. right um the other one um is um uh, no egos you know we have six core values but there is also one hidden one that we don't talk much and no egos we don't Mm -hmm. like egos Mm -hmm. uh, at a company um you might be the greatest of what you do uh, but if you come and destroy and, and, and you're a bull in a china shop, you don't belong uh, to mm-hmm. FSoft. Mm-hmm. So you, you you define those and you find the, the, the people that fits. Um, and and I'll tell you one last thing. When I read these books, uh, it says, oh, I was in the early days of Salesforce and, and we did this, we did that. And, and here's I wrote a book now with my experiences and I'm so successful now. Um I love and hate those books. Mm-hmm. I, um, I love them because I love the story how that person grew. Mm-hmm. I hate them because I want my people to be able to write those things. Mm-hmm. And that's where I work every day so that they mm-hmm. can write those books mm-hmm. one day. That's so, super, super cool. Yeah. Super cool. Well, I, I started Accelerate OC really for folks like you. It, it, you know, this you. was designed to, to be a place that I, I have such privilege of of uh, building a friendship over the last few years and you, you have an amazing story. We have great folks here in Orange County doing amazing things, trying to change the world like you are and trying to build companies of, of significance here in Orange County. So let's talk for a few minutes about Orange sure. County. How do you think about Orange County as a place to start and build a company? Uh- as you know, I'm I'm part of CLA, um, CEO Leadership Alliance, mm-hmm. and we're we're trying to create an ecosystem here with the innovation, talent, um, funding, mm-hmm. <laughs> education, and all mm-hmm. that. Um, there's so much we need to do, and there's a huge potential here mm-hmm. for that. Um, I also get invo- involved with the UCI. Um, just visit Richard and see if I, if I can uh, mm-hmm. uh, do it, but. The, from by looking at the forest again, from um, a few step back, um, for an entrepreneur, the, every every place, everywhere is a perfect place. You just need to find what is what's good for the place you live in, and then find those um, nuggets to make you successful. It, so there is no excuse, right? That's that's what I'm trying to say. Mm. Um, you you can be in LA, Orange County, Silicon Valley. Does, doesn't really matter. But for Orange County, if you want to find what's good about this place, um, there are many. There are many opportunities in the UCI, um, the Cove. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the CLI Alliance is, is is working on great stuff. 
um, there is enough talent pool because of the universities. Mm-hmm. So you can actually go and find the, the people who will compliment you. To complete you, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't have some mm-hmm. skills, mm-hmm. there's there are, there are great organizations that will give you education as part of the co and, and others as well. But the the bottom line is, stop wasting your time, start doing it, mm. and then you will find the help. And the Orange County has lots of places to, to to give you help. That's great. Well, so so follow up to that. One of the things I talk about a lot is. Um, we, we you know I believe we need to be more community oriented mm-hmm. right the, this notion of you know how can we help you know it's it, it I, I get inspired when folks like you put a stake in the ground and say I'm gonna build a company here mm-hmm. and I want to help so what are things you think others in the community a lot of the listeners of accelerate OC are people that have that same ethos what are things you think we as a community can do better to help entrepreneurs in those early stages um earlier we were talking about the acceptance of being an entrepreneur i think community can help with that a lot now i came to united states with nothing in my pocket mm-hmm. what i love about this company country is the competition aspect mm-hmm. if you compete and you're better than your competition you succeed you provide mm-hmm. value to consumers, customers, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And the core of that is entrepreneurship. You start a company in this country to make a difference. That's how this com- country came mm-hmm. came about. Um, not everybody will be entrepreneur. I'm also recognizing that. We, sure. we need engineers and developers, uh, designers, and marketing people to, um, to create um, their own ways. But if you have the bug in you, um, we need to make sure the community supports that okay. idea. It's okay to be unsuccessful. I think you know um, maybe five percent, six percent succeeds uh, to a certain level, and then another one percent. So the odds are really against you. But if you succeed, you will be part of changing the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's worth trying, and I think everybody in the community needs to recognize that. The, uh, we need to start seeing entrepreneurs as the heroes of our future, right. of this country. If we think that way, I think more people will take the risk, mm-hmm. take out their credit cards, go up to their friends or the attorneys and start something. Um, look, I, I, have, I have 160 uh, people now. We are 150, strong. Um, say three, four people, that means companies feeding 450, 600, mm-hmm. 500 people. And we have Amazing. 1,000 customers, mm-hmm. and then we make their lives better so, and in 53 countries. I mean, I have goosebumps every day impacting this many lives. It's worth it. That's Just right. jump. That's, that's a, great, uh, a great inspiring, you know, call to, call to action. It's great. So last question. Last question. Um, Paul's giving me the the time sign over here. I told you it would go yeah, too quickly. Fast. As you think ahead, you know you 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 uh, talk about Orange County. We need to produce more innovation jobs here in yeah. the coming decade. That's a, a you know a core part of why CLA has has come together. What areas around technology do you think we have 
the ability to sure. to really lead in, uh, you know, nationally, globally, as a county. Sure, I'll, I'll give you the thesis first. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's it's hard to predict what's going to come next, but the entrepreneurs need to look at the technological advances in in one mm-hmm. axis and the society's acceptance mm-hmm. on the other one, and where they meet. Um, new ideas, new ways of doing business, new ways to help consumers achieve something. Mm-hmm. So that will always be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look at today, my focus is actually in AI. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I studied a little bit um, back the, the, the steam engines. Mm-hmm. You know, it changed the world and created um, railroads and, and, and trade across the country in the, in the world. Then the, the the robotics, um, who um, with, the, with the production lines, um, and then the computer age, you know, starting with 70s, 80s. Mm-hmm. Like the study shows that uh, advancements in AI can be greater productivity gain than all the other three combined. Mm-hmm. Right? It's um, so that's that's where I'm putting my money on. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, we're um, we're collecting the data um, so that we can use it in a right way to start improving productivity of our com- of our customers, mm-hmm. um, create automation so that you know the, we're ready for the next industrial revolution. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's where it is. I mean, I, I hear from um, cybersecurity to. You know, cars are obviously, you know, the, the, the mobility, uh, it's going to be everywhere. So that's where my, my money is for the next five to ten years. I think that's a great, uh, a great summary of, of the things that, that a lot of us should be yeah. thinking about. That's, that's, that's amazing. So I, final laugh here at Accelerate OC, I always let my guests share kind of a final piece of wisdom or advice. You, you've shared so much already, <laughs> but I'm going to ask for, for one more. So if there's a, you know, sort of a key lesson you've learned or a key piece of advice you'd love to, to leave with the audience uh, on our final lap here, we'd welcome it. Um, I think the key is to be hungry to learn. Um, that's what I found in my position. I need to have new skills almost every three to six months. Hmm. And I, I, I read a lot. I have a CEO coach. Um, I talk to um, people who've been in my shoes um, five, ten years ago. I try to learn a lot. Um, I encourage everybody to do that. If you, if you learn and then improve yourself, um, there's nothing you can uh, you can't conquer. Amazing. Well, I thank you so much for taking thank the time me. to uh, to come in here today and to join us. Thanks for sharing your story and your wisdom and, and, and leadership and I think others will see what I see that you know this is a uh, rising star here in, in Orange County who uh, we all want to keep close to uh, in the coming years and you know wish you continued success uh, anything you need um, you know you know I'm here and the community uh, around accelerate OC is here as well uh, you're part of the family welcome uh, thank you um, invite me back and um We'll, we'll talk more. Sounds good. Okay. (laughs) 
You've just listened to Accelerate OC. Join our live recordings every Tuesday morning at accelerateoc.com or listen, like, and share anytime from your favorite podcast spot. Let's accelerate OC together. 